Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome today to Church Online. It is so good to have you joining us and what an amazing time of worship we've just had. I love to sing and praise my God. Can I just be encouraging you at this time? It can be easy in online church to kind of sit back because let's be honest, it's not the same as in person. But can we make sure that we are leaning into what God is wanting to do in our lives and our church at this season? Whether we're in our church building, whether we're in our homes, a workplace, we're down at the beach or at the movies, I fully and totally believe that God can change lives wherever they are at. So today, let me encourage you in this season where we're doing church a little bit differently, be sure to be worshiping and praising God wherever you find yourself because He is a great God and He deserves and is worthy of all our praise. So we've been in a series recently, and it's a series about legacy, a series called Legacy. And what is legacy? Legacy is about passing on things of lasting value to those who will follow on after us. And everyone has a legacy, whether you know it or not, intentional or not, good or bad. And this series is about calling the God-given legacy out of our lives, out of our hearts, and to answer that call of legacy that God has for us to reach the world around us. And our legacy series leads into our legacy offering. Our legacy offering is a once a year offering where we give above and beyond our regular tithes and offerings. And so it's one Sunday a year where we say, hey God, we are gonna come financially to give above and beyond our regular giving, to see a legacy happen in our lives, our church and our community around us, to see God move in a way above and beyond our regular giving. And it's a celebration of what God has done in our church in the past, in our present, in our future. And it's a celebration of all that God wants to still fulfill through us, the church, in our future. And so we had planned for our legacy offering to be on May the 30th, which is last Sunday. And then we rescheduled it for today, But guess what? Something has happened during that time. What is it? We've gone into lockdown. And so that's meant that we've had to put a little bit of a a pause on that for the time being. And so just a couple of things. What we're going to do is we are going to postpone our legacy offering until we are back in person. I just really believe that there's something powerful about gathering together during our legacy offering. And so we want to do that in person And uh, also we are going to make sure that that is a fun day, just celebration and amazing food. And we're going to have some face painting for the kids. It's just going to be so, so fun. So we want to do that in person. And when that is, we will announce that to you. And also, we're going to be flexible. You know, just say this lockdown continues. It goes longer than we're expecting. We may decide to do it online. We may decide to do it Uh, remotely uh, from our homes and so we reserve the right to do that so just to let you know that. Uh, Also in conjunction with that we're also going to pause our legacy series. We're going to put that on a pause 
until we are back in person and we'll pick it up again when we do our legacy offering. Come on, why don't you turn to the person right next to you, wherever you are, and say, hey, I'm ready to hear some preaching right now. And if you're by yourself, why don't you send a text message to a friend, give them the link to this video and say, hey, you need to hear this. This is for you today. Come on, do that right now. I give you that permission. Let's just pray. God, I pray at this time you are speaking to us. You are always speaking to us, your Holy Spirit. I pray today in this message that you will speak to us. God, that we will hear from you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have you ever had a time in your life where you're a bit lethargic? Have you had a season in your life where you're tired or you're worn out? Maybe the pressures and the stress of life has you in this place and you're stressed out, you're worried, you're anxious, you have all these things. And if I'm being transparent and open with us today, church, I got to put my hand up and say, you know what? That has been me over these last couple of weeks. I've been worn out. I've been tired. And as I've stopped to think about why is it that you're like this, Bronson, I've come to a couple of reasons. Number one, a change of rhythm. You know, my rhythm that I've been used to has been changed. And I think we've probably all experienced that in lockdown, having to change things. And, and it's been disruptive and it's had a lot, a lot more pressure to me as a pastor in terms of what we do as, as my role as a pastor. And then another reason I've discovered is having my kids around 24-7. And I love my kids with all my heart. But sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. And all the parents said, amen, yeah? Sometimes, you know, having my kids around 24-7, the disruption, schooling during lockdowns, my son right next to me chatting and wanting to share something with me or asking for help and I'm trying to write my sermon or I'm trying to do my software programming, you know, it's just disrupting. And if you understand what I'm talking about, why don't you just write something in the chat room right now to agree with me? Another thing that I've found is lockdown fatigue. Like I'm a pretty resilient guy. I'm pretty upbeat. I don't really have highs and lows. I'm pretty steady with my emotions. But I've just found that during this lockdown, there's been these thoughts in the back of my mind. Like, what if this extends longer? What if we go back into a situation like 2020 where we had an additional three to four months lockdown over other states and all these types of thoughts have been going through my mind. And maybe, just maybe, I'm not the only one like that at the moment. Just maybe, just perhaps, I'm not the only one who's feeling tired, weary, or worn down. It could be for the same reasons as me, change of rhythm, lockdown fatigue, the kids home all the time, or it could be for other reasons. Maybe there's health issues that you're facing. They're wearing you out. Maybe you've got problems in your relationships with a spouse or a child or a parent or a friend. And maybe you've got financial stress and, or there's issues at work as you're a business owner or you're a manager or you're, 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 your boss is giving you a hard time. Maybe there's doubts or questions you have about your faith, about God, about Jesus. Is this real? Is this all the truth? Is this, is this, or is this a waste of time? Maybe it's Maybe it's more an emotional or a mental or a physical tiredness that you are undergoing at this time. And what do we do in moments like this? Well, I think the first thing we need to realize is that sometimes these things just happen to us in life. 
We're human and we go through seasons like this sometimes where we're just tired and we're worn out and we're weary. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. It doesn't mean that we're broken. It doesn't mean that we need fixing or anything like that. However, having said that, I do believe that there is a real strength that is available to us. And that strength is God. And I believe that whatever the reason, whatever the season, whatever the time, however we're feeling, there is one that we can go to at this time. And whether it's a, a genuine place of we really need God to come through in a supernatural way, a, come in His power and His might to do a miracle in our lives, or, or it's just the need for that quiet confidence, that assurance, God, you're with me. He is there for us. There's an old song we used to sing back in the day. Uh, I, I can't remember when it was. I was going to say maybe the early 2000s or early 20, 2010. And it was a, a, in church by an artist called Lincoln Brewster. Hands up if anyone remembers him, Lincoln Brewster. And he was this cool Christian artist. He was a musician and he used to play the guitar, the electric guitar. And, and I know that music has changed a bit lately and it's all about the synths. The keyboard synthesizers, but back in the day, it was all about the guitars. You know, every song had a guitar solo in it. There was a guitar riff, and you know, it was really about the guitarists. They were cool, man. They were really cool. Anyway, he had this one song, and it was called Everlasting God. And I'm going to sing a couple of lines today, and please bear with me if it doesn't sound too good. But he had this song, Everlasting God. I said, Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. And then it went into the pre-chorus. Our God, you reign forever. And then it said, Our hope, our strong deliverance. And then the chorus, you are the everlasting God. Come on, sing it with me. The everlasting God. You do not faint. You won't grow weary. Okay, enough singing. And it continues on. It said, you're the defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. Man, I, I remember that song. It was a hit. It was like a church hit. And if you remember it, why don't you just say in the chat room right now, I remember that song. Back then, I was playing the drums in church, and I still remember all the parts where the cymbals come in, the drum beat. There was like a couple of syncopated parts. I remember that, some accents. And I really loved that song. And you might be wondering, that's awesome, Bronson. You know, great singing, but what's that song got to do about the message that we're going to look at today, the message that we're doing today. Well, here's what it has to do. I was looking at some scripture during the week, and as I was reading that scripture, it reminded me of that song. And it's the scripture we're going to look at today. Turn with me in your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, it'll be on the screen underneath me, uh, to Isaiah 40, verse 28. And just some context before we get into it. This passage of scripture is by the is 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 a prophecy, is a is a word brought by the uh, prophet Isaiah speaking to the Babylonian Israelite captives. So the captives in Babylon, the Israelites, he's speaking, he's bringing a word of encouragement to them. He's bringing a prophecy. 
And even though it was written to them back at that time, I still believe that the words of God transcend time and they're just as relevant today as they were back then. So let's look at this scripture today. Today, if you're in a place of feeling weary, if you're tired, if you're worn out, I want you right now to say, soul, spirit, I'm going to receive today this message. I want to hear from God. So receive these verses into your spirit, into your soul. Let God revive, rejuvenate, and refresh you today. Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Isaiah, he starts off asking the reader, a question, and it's a very important question. He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? And maybe you're watching this right now, you're listening to the podcast, and you don't know, you haven't heard. See, you don't have a relationship with God. Sure, you've heard about Him, but you don't really know of Him. You don't know God. See, you see, you, you've not known His goodness. You've not known His love for you. You've not known his plan of salvation or his sacrifice he made for you. You've not known the splendor of his, of his presence. You've not known the comfort of his peace. And it's something that you need to know. I'm telling you right now, you might say, no, it's not for me. You need it. You're looking, you're searching. You may realize that, you may not know it. And you're looking in experiences or relationships. You're looking in career or money or prestige. And what you'll find is you'll never find it in any of those things, but in knowing God. And so today, this, he's the one that you need to meet. And so at the end of my message, I'm going to give you that opportunity to say, Hey, Bronson, I want to know God. And I want to pray you through a prayer to do that. Church, remind yourself, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. You know, people say nothing lasts forever. And in, for us humans, that's true. Nothing lasts forever. A good thing never lasts. Uh, you know, these, these things don't last forever, but they're wrong. See, we have an everlasting God. He lasts forever. He was here before time. He'll be here after time. He was here before the earth existed. He'll be here after the earth's existed. Long after all this is gone, he will be here. Isaiah says, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. We're weary, we're tired, we're faint, we're worn out. But not our God. Not our God. Here's the passages I want us to really grab a hold of today and to really let minister to us. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. It says, to the faint, to him who has no might. And perhaps that's you today. Uh, like me, uh, that's me today, worn out and tired. This is for you. Or maybe that's not you today. You're not experiencing that in this moment. But can I say this coming a day in your future, which definitely you. It's coming a day for the parent dealing with a house full of yelling children or a stray child. There's coming a day for the business owner who doesn't know how they're going to meet payroll and pay their employees. There's coming a day for the student who has a difficult exam 
coming up and they don't understand or comprehend the, the subject matter. There's coming a day for the person awaiting the test results from the doctor. There's coming a day where this scripture verse is for us. And so no matter where we are, this is for all of us. He gives power. He increases strength. I love that. He gives power. He increases strength. What power, what strength is it that God gives us? Because this almost sounds like he's like a protein shake. Or he's like a steroid that you take. I don't know if anyone's ever been to the gym in my younger years. I used to go to the gym. You wouldn't know now by looking at me. But I used to take protein shakes, you know, build up those muscles. But is that what God is? A protein shake? He's a steroid to help us get bigger muscles and stronger. Well, it is possible that he gives us strength to get through what we're going through. It is possible he gives us physical strength that when we are physically tired, we find this renewal in our spirit and our soul and physically to keep going and keep enduring what we're going through. But I reckon it's more likely that it's a spiritual power and a spiritual strength in our moment of need. And what is this spiritual strength that I'm talking about? It's a strengthening of our faith. It's a strengthening of our belief in God. It's a strength that comes out of our spirit that says, God, I know, you know, in the worn out moments, in the tired moments where you're feeling down, you're feeling oppressed, it's, it's this thing that comes and arises out of your spirit that says, God, I know that you're with me. What I'm going through, I can face it with you in your strength. Verse 30, even youths shall faint and be weary and young men, men shall feel exhausted. Hey, even if you're young and you feel like you're, you're, you know, you're exempt from this, from this scenario, you think that it'll never happen to you, let me tell you, from a man who's you know, middle age, there's going to come a time where you will be exhausted, you will be faint. Isaiah 30, uh, 40, 31, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Here's the clincher today, church, and it's this. We're going to wait for God. We're going to wait upon the Lord. Wait for God. Do you want to have wings like the eagle? Do you, do you want to run it and not be weary? Do you want to walk and not faint? If you want all those things, if you want God's power and God's strength, there's something that Isaiah says we need to do first, and it's most important, and that is to wait for the Lord. So the question then is, in the few remaining minutes that we have left, how do we wait upon the Lord? How do we do that? Let me share a couple of thoughts that I have for you on ways that we can wait upon the Lord. I'm going to be very quick. Write these down. Number one, make God your only hope. Make God your only hope today. See, waiting on the Lord requires us to put our full trust and full hope in God. It's so easy to put our hope somewhere else. At the moment, maybe our hope is in the state government to bring us out of lockdown, or our hope is in the state government to run the vaccine program, or our hope is in whatever it might be. I can hear people cheering and people booing. I don't know which way you're leaning. Maybe your hope is in a relationship. Your hope is in a job promotion. Your hope is in your appearances. Your hope is in 
the money in the bag, whatever your hope is in, can I tell you today, don't put your hope in those areas. Put your hope in God. Put your hope and trust in Him. See, those other things are going to fail you. I I hate to say it and to be a Debbie Downer, but there's going to be those people will let you down. Those things won't happen like you want it, but God will never, ever let you down. Psalm 25, 15 says this, my, uh, my eyes are ever toward the Lord. He will pluck my feet out of the net. Hope gives someone something to look to. And I want to ask you today, what are you looking to in hope? Where is your hope focused today? The Lord. That's where we should be placing our hope. He will rescue us. He will see us through. He will make a way. Put our hope only in the Lord. Number two, be still and alone with God. There's a story in the Bible, in the Old Testament, about one of the prophets, just like Isaiah, but this guy's name is Elijah. And it's where, it's in 1 Kings uh, chapter 18, chapter 19, it's where he defeats the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. And he has this victorious moment, and then there's this threat that comes upon his life from the queen and and he runs in fear for his life and he enters this moment of great distress and pressure and anxiety and he's worn out and he's tired and God leads him to a cave at Mount Sinai and it's here at this cave that that these amazing things happen. It's it's here that there's furious winds that come and winds and tornadoes and then there's earthquakes and thunder and then there's fire that God that that comes along and yet in all those things God is not in them instead Elisha hears God in a soft quiet whisper sometimes we're looking for the wind and the earthquakes and the, the fire God is wanting to come to us in a soft, still whisper. Us alone before him. Psalms 48 verse 2. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted amongst the earth. Be still and know that I am God. I don't know how much longer this lockdown is going to last we can't visit people and we can't go to the movies and we can't eat at the cafe and we can't go to the restaurants and do all those things. But do you know what this means? It means that we have an opportunity to still our life. It's forced upon us, I know, and it would be much better if we took opportunities to be still deliberately and purposefully. But at this time where life is slowed down, life is locked down, there is an opportunity, church. There's an opportunity, men and women, there's an opportunity, young and old, today to receive this, to be still before God. Maybe in this lockdown, this is what God is trying to do. Maybe in this lockdown, God is trying to speak to us and say, hey, be still alone before me. Maybe God is moving in our lives. Maybe we'll find that God is doing things in us. God is doing things as we take an intentional, deliberate time to be still before him. So be still and alone with God. And thirdly and finally, 
acknowledge God's sovereignty. We need to acknowledge God's sovereignty. You know, being sovereign is having absolute or supreme power or authority. And let me give you this example for you. Australia is sovereign over its borders. Australia is the absolute power and the absolute authority that decides how to manage its borders. It is the one that has the right and the power to decide who can enter our country and who can't enter our country. We find that at the moment uh, during this lockdown that the government has locked down international flights into Australia. Whether we accept that or not, that is the right of the Australian government because it is the sovereign power. What does this mean for God then? It means that he works in his own time and in his own way. God is sovereign. He works in his own time and his own way and under his own direction and under his own wisdom and under his own knowledge. And it means that he does things in ways that we don't understand or that we don't think makes sense. Have you ever stopped to pause and looked at all the hurt and evil and wrong of the world and thought to yourself, why doesn't God change this? I've thought that myself so many times before, but can I just tell you something? God is sovereign. He does things under his own wisdom, his own direction, not ours. In fact, in Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 10, this is what God says. He says, for my ways are not your ways, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, we can't see the big picture. We can't see it all. And it's understandable that we have concerns, but we need to realize God is above it all. He sees it all. He's sovereign. He's in control. He doesn't cause evil, but he's able to make good come from evil. God is sovereign. And when we look around at the world and question everything, God stands sovereign above it all. So what does all this look like? What, what, if we take these things, if we take these thoughts that I've shared today, what does this look like for our lives? It looks like this, a prayer and a hard attitude to life that says, God, I know you are sovereign over everything. And I may not understand why at this time I'm tired or worn out. I may not understand why this is happening in my life, what's going on, but I know that you do. And so I put my trust and my hope in you, God. My hope in you. I look, I lift my eyes to you, God. And I come before you still and alone to hear from you. I come before you waiting to hear your will. I come before you, Lord God, waiting to know your will. God, give me your power and your strength at this moment. Amen. You know, as I finish today, let's be reminded, verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What is it that causes the eagle to soar? What is it that enables the eagle to reach the heights that it can reach? Wow, its body is designed in such a way to maximize the power of the air around them. And the eagle flies, flies on invisible currents of air. And to the eagle, this is his truth. 
If I flap my wings, it'll create lift and then I can raise myself up to a place where then the air currents will do all the work for me. They will power me to be able to soar. And so today, we're like the eagle. What is it that can cause us to start to soar in life, even in the moments where we're weary and tired and anxious and stressed, even in the moments where our friends and family might say, I just don't understand how you can be so confident and positive at this time. What is it that causes us to soar? It's a life surrendered to wait on the Lord, a life renewed by the spiritual strength from the Lord. It's a life, let me say it again, surrendered to wait on the life, a life strengthened by spiritual strength from the Lord. We know this. And Lincoln Brewster in that great song, Everlasting God, said it. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Let's pray right now. God, right now, I just pray. Lord, wherever people are watching this, however people are hearing this,